Hello Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 69 of the show. And nice. believe it or not, this is the first take where we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kidneys. You okay there? Yeah, I thought you... <clears throat> All right. Well, we got something new for everyone this episode. Uh, we're actually talking with Marcus Barton and Lee Green of Team Swaggy Zaddies. A special guest to give us their race report on Swim Run Lake James. We weren't able to be there. Had mad FOMO. So much FOMO. But it was really fun to chat with them and really get to get a sense of what the race was and hear, you know, they're great ambassadors for the sport and they had some adventures on this race. So we're gonna we're gonna chat with them later in the show. But first Yes, Swim Run Lake James is in the books. Sign sealed delivered. That bad boy is wrapped. So the swim run season is now officially kicked off with Swim Run Lake official. James take officially take Yes. It's official. It's official. Uh, since it took place over the weekend, we're here. We had so much FOMO. We really, it was so awesome to see everybody tagging us and seeing the photos and all the Low Tide Boys shirts and hats and stuff at the at the pre-race packet pickup and briefing and race directors and shirts, obviously Team yeah, Adorkable, it everybody. Was, it, it was so cool. Every time I saw something, it was just like, I would see that and I'd be like, this, it just made me smile and it was, I kept, Chris I, and I kept ta- texting yeah. back at just how it's so humbling. Yeah, I mean, it's so thanks, humbling. Everybody. Like, like I kept, I kept showing my wife as well, and and she was like, "I get it, I get it." And I was like, "No, yeah, you but guys you don't are understand. Famous, okay? Like, it's 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 just so endearing. Like that people actually enjoy it." So anyway, we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. stop we'll stop the cheese fest. But yeah, we loved getting all the messages from people who were tagging us all weekend long. Special shout out to Nancy Morris from Team Morse. Go, Nancy. Uh, for her really nice email to us after finishing her first swim run with her daughter, uh, Lydia, as, as her teammate, which I don't know about you, Chipper, but this is life goals for me. Like, I would love to do a swim run with my daughter, Rocky. Absolutely. At some point. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for all the messages. Really suck not being there, but uh, next year. Yes. So let's get into a little bit of how this race shaped up. So it was an Attila merit race. So here's the long course podiums. Uh, and the women, now please forgive me, I am about the names. Do you I want might me, just go do you team wanna, name. Do you want to do the team names and I'll, I'll just the go names? 10 names. Let's do that. Okay. First place for the women's, Beam Me Up, Wheatley. Which was Ann Wheatley and Carrie Beam. Great name. Second place, Phyllis Hold My Shower Beer. Love a good shower beer. <laughs> Bridget Phillips and Jennifer Devers. And from Partners Month, Team Adorkable. Yeah, Tristan Menon and Amy Bush. Third place on the long course. Congrats, everyone. All ladies on on the podium there, which we did see. The podiums were miniature, Slightly. tiny little podium. Yeah, it was like the tiny little. It was podium. like the Stonehenge from Spinal Tap, where it's just like <laughs> big bottom. Now for the mixed team, everyone's favorite, the Boston Wet Sox snagged the first place. Yeah, Bronwyn and Greg Ratcat Radcat came in second. Julie and Matthew Davenport, another and husband and third place, wrapping it up. Great name, the Hot Mess Express. I love it. Sarah Brew and Jonathan Laheen. I probably and that up. I'm in sorry. the men's race, coming in first, Keith and the Unicorn. Yeah, Kanoa King and Keith Lundquist. These guys are beastly. Yeah, they're both unicorns. They're both yeah, super sparkly rainbow unicorns, as my daughter would put yeah. it. Coming in second place, the Mighty Boosh, Jack McAfee, and Greg Harper. And in third place. Kraken, race like a Viking. Yeah, Lars Fernanger and John Stevens. So, OG, both have been interviewed on the show. So, congrats to everyone. Yeah. If you achieve podium or not, and if you got the result or not, 
Way to get out there and get the race done. It was a hell of a day. Downpour, of a day. freezing cold, all sorts of stuff. Sounded like a blast. So Chipper, in his genius in- internet skills, we put up a, a thing on our Instagram stories asking for mini race reports. As usual, our fans really did, they didn't disappoint. So here are, here are some of the greatest hits. Uh, you know, Samantha Fallon, who raced with her with her sister, mother, sister? I think it's mother. Mom. Uh, Brooke. Um, Brooke was saying that this is not for wimps and Samantha was, this is wet and wild. So yeah. And, uh, B Puig nine, four, one great race, great people. And then in parentheses, Kristen and Tony, we, we, those are the race directors. Great course. Low tide boys, 2022. Love it. Yeah. This one, this one hit me hard. This is from our friend Drew Sapp. who's was, I'm apparently a grown up and wasn't able to swing it with work. <laughs> Feel you, man. Feel you, Drew. Had, <laughs> Drew was over in the FOMO bus with us, watching, watching yeah, why this the is back all of the going FOMO on. bus with us. Uh, and then Amy and and Trista, team adorkable, had many many submissions to the mini race report. So Hilda, don't chew your feet. My parts don't work anymore. Why does the water feel warmer than the air? Turns out it was. And why is the seven mile run twenty nine miles with the Intero bang at the end? Yeah. Very, it's very interesting. Yeah, and you know, Trista, she's awesome. She was the Lolita boys were missed and missed out. I'm like, yeah, we know, we know, we missed out, Trista. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. And one warrior princess says, absolutely perfect course and venue, top notch event, definitely racing again next year. And those are all finished with exclamation points, so you know she was excited. Yeah, and and then we have Greg here from the Boston Wet Sox. He's fun trails, great swims, lots of transitions, fast race. If you're the Boston Wet Sox. And good and a good beer to finish it out. Oh yeah, yeah the oh, beer you definitely. can't miss, miss that's, the that's, beer there. And Bernard said, "Who would have thought the cold temperatures and pouring rain would be perfect?" Now, I think only swim runners thought that. I think so. <laughs> now Bernard was there with his crew. Kristen, his wife, did really well. Yeah, the whole uh, the octagon more, team. Yep. Yeah, that was the great. O- the octagon of North Carolina. They've yeah. been coined on the low yeah. tide boys. Yeah. Uh, Sarah D. Vick said that they seem to need bigger podiums. Noted. <laughs> and Blake from <laughs> Team Envol Baywatch said, transition, 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 transition. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed on that. So, so yeah, so it looked like it was a lot of fun. So why don't we just, Chipper, let's just go right into this guest race report. With the Swaggy Zaddies? The Swaggy Zaddies. Marcus and Lee? Marcus and Lee. Green These guys like are the color. great. They're you know great athletes really funny guys we get into some personal stuff there was adversity they overcame it they ended up finding fourth fourth place every range of emotions all the emotions this was it's a long one strap in strap in but enjoy enjoy it it. so enjoy and stuff team swaggy zaddies there's an easter egg in the show notes (gasps) find it Today we got something super special. We have Team Swaggy Zaddies on. If you don't know who these people are, we're talking about Marcus Barton and Lee Green. Like Welcome the to the show. Like the color. Like the color. <laughs> yes, <some> green like <laughs> the color. <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, and you probably remember Marcus from all the way back in episode 18. Yeah. Which was really wow. great. To, it's been 
That's almost uh, 50 episodes ago, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> 51. That's ages ago. It yeah. feels like feels it. Like it feels like ago. it. Yeah. So, so before we get started into sort of what your experience was at Swim Run Lake James, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys met? We know that Marcus, he's a, a polygamous swim runner who has multiple partners and everyone <laughs> seems okay with it. But, uh, but you buddied up with Lee. And so how, how that happened? Uh, so, Go ahead, Marcus, you lead it off. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 Lee, we met through Xterra, right? Xterra Myrtle Beach is, was your first yep. one? So is, uh, I guess I'll lead it off then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you take this one, Green. New, Year, New Year's Eve, uh, 2017, going into 2018. Um, my beautiful wife, Karen, and thank you for all the uh, bull, bullshit that she lets me do too, Chipper. Um, yeah. Every year she says, you know, you got to do something different. I don't know. You know, usually it's golf or something of that nature, but she said something different. I said, no, let me do a triathlon. So 2018 decided I was going to do a triathlon, um, figured out maybe need to swim. So went to the Huntersville Aquatic Center, found a coach, took 10 swimming lessons, lady named Kathy Goody, uh, awesome triathlete, did that, did the, um, Two months later, first triathlon ever at Myrtle Beach was Xterra. And um, actually went on last pretty neat story because it's a really great guy and raced against him this weekend. Went and just actually looked up to see who was really good at Xterra. And this Caleb Beatty name kept coming up. And I've looked up this kid and um, I reached out to him and, you know, he pulled me in his circle. And, and that's kind of, you know, thank, thankful to him. That's how I met the, the, the monkeys. And I'll let Marcus get into that. But, Long story short, that's how I met Marcus. I don't know if you even knew that, Marcus, or not. That's kind of how we we connected, more or less. I mean, it's a pretty neat little story. can't believe you brought up the monkeys. Well, that well, that's you can bring that up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's y'all's deal. It's a neat little thing. So. Um, yeah. So the monkeys, just a real quick, because it's non-swim run related. That's okay. Um, the mon- we, we, uh, we, we have a local mountain bike uh, series that happens. Um, and it's a short track and it's one of those, yeah, your, your age group or your division goes out and does 40 minutes, as many laps as you can, as fast mm. as you can in those 40 minutes. And whoever does the most laps wins. And if you tie a number of laps, whoever does them fastest. And so they, they created one year, they created a, a team aspect where it's like you combine your, your groups points as a team. Um, kind of, kind of like the big, uh, the big event. Um, anyway, they they created that and we bunch of what I would consider misfits, meaning we weren't tied to a shop and we weren't tied to a bike manufacturer and we didn't have fancy jerseys and all that kind of uh, stuff. It's just a bunch of like, hey, we're going to come out and have fun with it. We, we don't care how we do. We're, just, we're here to have fun, ride the mountain bikes and maybe drink a little beer. And mm-hmm. so we created the Rabid Muffin Monkeys. <laughs> oh and, and uh we did we, we 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 did end up getting uh jerseys made but uh yeah we we've um we did pretty good in the mountain bike series um nice. uh, we, we became a force to be reckoned with and uh so we pulled in as many people as we wanted we didn't care how fast you rode or how technical you were if you're a beginner if you're you know experienced we didn't care it was like it was more about getting together and having fun and having a good time yeah very similar to the swim run community. And I'm, I'm guessing if you've Lee, if you've known Marcus for some time, he probably within a few days started telling you about swim run 
and trying to, to convince you to, to sign up. Is that kind of how, how that went? And when you, you it visit was, Austin as your first, uh, first event as a team. I think it took us what it took us probably you, you, you were going hot and heavy that year with Dan, I think. And, yeah. uh, I, I, I was learning more about it, but it, it, but it, I guess with the thing with the swim run with Marcus and this is, it's, it, this is the community. I don't know. He fits the mold so good. Everybody's just so nice. And I remember before that triathlon, I didn't even know this guy. He was listening to this, just, I don't know, maybe it was Pantera drinking a monster before the race. And I was like, Hey man, can you tell me if I'm adjusting my bike seat high enough? And and he took the time and fixed my, but I don't, I, I, I guess that just goes with how good of a guy he is and why he teams up with swim run so good. It's just, it's a great community. And, you know, I, and I've done road traffic ones. I don't know if somebody would have actually took the time to help me with my bike seat, but, uh, quick one, Mark. I don't know if you remember that or not, but you yeah. were drinking a uh, monster for <laughs> a race. Don't, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what year was it that we did that? I did the swim run outing that you came to. Do you remember that year was the year you and Dan were going full steam and I was learning about it through year. And then the next year you did an outing and I just randomly showed up and it was very cold that day, but we had a blast. Yeah, it was it was uh, me, you, uh, Tristan Menem was at that that oh, outing. Wow. Nice, yeah. Nice. Um, Danny Pagan and his son, uh, mm-hmm. Amy Carver and Paul Geist. Um, yeah, and I think that at that point um, was that twenty. Can't remember what year that was. was that twenty seventeen. No, so eighteen was my first trap on. This 18. was nineteen. This okay, was, this was nineteen because that's when me and Caleb did the swim run of my first ever technically at white water center. And I had no clue what I was doing, but I had a blast. And, and so how that, the, how that little outing started is in 2019. Yeah, you're right. No, it was 2018. Cause in 2018, uh, Amy Carver and I were going to do, uh, Dan and I were doing full boat uh, on the swim run season that year. You're right. But he had already signed up for um, the Thor X try, which is an extreme triathlon put on in the same fjord by the yep. same race director as Rockman. Yep. Hesselberg. And yep. And, uh, and so I had decided I want to do Rockman that year. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm doing Thorax try. And so I reached out to Amy Carver, but well, actually it's a long story, but I, I ended up with uh, Amy Carver and I pairing up to do that race. Um, and so she had come out and that was part of our training regimen for that, for that race. Um, fast forward. Um, she ended up doing, Rockman with her boyfriend at the time, uh, Paul Geist, who had come out with us to do the swim run. I ended up doing it with Dan. Dan changed his registration from the Thorax try to Rockman. Hmm. And Amy Car- uh, Paul Geist, um, after the race, took Amy on a hike into Trolltunga in, the, in, in Norway and proposed to her at Trolltunga. Oh. Yeah. A little That's swim run cool. romancer. There you go. Yeah. I love it. So speaking of romance, you guys are hitting it off. You hit it off in Austin. You had a great race there. You had your giant cowboy hat. Was that was that your first race together, Austin? Yep. Okay. It was. That was, was Marcus's like sixty eighth race and my second race. <laughs> it did pretty good. <laughs> you guys, you guys fared well there. And then uh, just this past weekend at Swarm Run Lake James, you had another you had another big race, big day. So we want to hear all about it. Give us the, give us the, no, the (laughs) swaggy zaddies race report for Swarm Run Lake James. We definitely want to hear that. And let's start with, how did you train for it? Did you have a coach? 
like how how did you get ready for this because i know you guys are going hard this year and so how, how are you prepping for these races so we we actually picked up nicholas ramirez as a coach envoy um, coaching yep yep envoy coaching um so we picked him up uh i don't remember when it was that we picked him up but we, we picked him up to to help get prepared for the race mm-hmm. um i had we took off we took off december but we started him in January. We kind of had our goal was Lake James. Yeah. Somewhere okay. in that. So like a three and a, three and a half month build, 15 yep. weeks or yes, something. Yes, sir. Yeah. And nice. we had, Absolutely. we had done his, his, where you purchase his, you know, just his basic plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, that's the, that's what we use for our training for Austin. And, uh, and we liked what we saw. And so we reached out to him and, and, uh, and took him on as a coach um, in January, February timeframe. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Nice. And uh, was there any sort of secret sauce that you're like, oh my God, this is super helpful. The whole world needs to know about this. Or was it just like having accountability, someone scheduling your swim run, workouts, stuff no. like that? So uh, up to this, up to this point for me, it, it's always been, I've always been self coach because there was, I've looked at a couple of swim run plans out there and there are coaches that you can get on on training peaks and all these different places where they have swim run plans, but these guys are uh, no, no offense to them, but they're triathlon coaches yep. who've never done a swim run who don't mm-hmm. quite understand it. And so I was looking for the same thing I did when I, when I, when I joined and started doing Xterra, I was like, you know what? I need someone who gets it. Cause the first coach I had in Xterra was a road triathlon coach. And the first thing he told me to do on my mountain bike was go out and ride 50 miles. I'm like, what are you, <laughs> are you fucking nuts? Um, so it, I, I, I think there is a great value in having a coach that understands the sport and it doesn't necessarily have to be an athlete because some athletes make terrible coaches. Um, but I, I think that you got to have someone who under truly understands the sport. And as you guys know, it's not triathlon without a bike. Yep. Right. And, and some of the plans that I've seen out there are triathlon training without a bike. Yep. Yep. Um, so I, and the other aspect of the secret sauce, especially for me, this is what I was getting to a minute ago was, is, is, you know, it's same thing goes for triathlon coaching, go to your coach and say, I think these are my weaknesses. I think these are my strengths. I need to shore up my weaknesses. I need to, uh, get better at my strengths. Um, and, and also kind of knowing something about the race that's coming up, um, it definitely helped. And so I knew what my weakness was going into the race. And so I, I, I asked Nicholas, like, help me with my weaknesses. That's what I need to, that's what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And so he trade crafted a plan that, uh, that catered to that. Now I, I had also had that discussion with Lee. And so we, we kind of came together and said, you know, Hey, this is what our weaknesses are. And this is what our strengths are. Yeah. This is what we, what we, I think we should do for training. I'm not going to get into the but weaknesses. He, yeah, but he no, was, no. but he was great. I mean, he would he. I don't know. He was just when some days we'd hit a wall and he didn't force us to, you know, he would alter the schedule to help us. And I, I really enjoyed that. You know, one time we were like, Hey, we really want to do assault on black rock this race. And he's like, yeah, go have fun. And I, I think some coaches would be like, no, mm-hmm. go grind out 19 mm-hmm. miles. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was cool too. I thought he was really, I mean, that's, that's, know, a, he, he, that's a really good point where I think that you're both alluding to it. It's like having a coach who kind of understands real life, but also, you know, swim run is so specific that, yeah, that I think as the sport gets more popular, you're probably going to see way more sort of triathlon coaches being like, Oh yeah, what's this is easy. Or like, just offer a plan. Yeah. 
um, and not have it be like Purple Patch where you have like John Stevens who's obviously super pro and stuff like that or, or, or Team Envol or Envol Coaching, which is, I mean, Nicholas has gone all in on swim He's run. only swim run coach. I don't think yeah. he's coaching triathletes anymore. So so it's it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that because I think as people get more um, – into getting good results at races rather than just finishing or whatever. I think coaching definitely helps to that and good coaching and it, goes a long way. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, I know I've got lots of friends that aren't, that aren't trying, that aren't trying for the podium. They're, they're like, I just want to do better or um, I want to improve my swimming ability or I want to prove my running or whatever it might be. You have two friends right here that are, that's our goal. Right. <laughs> we just want to get better. Like, and, you know, we're not trying to set the world on fire, but we want to get better. Right. And so therefore having that coach understand that and realize that, yeah, I think is, is, uh, is definitely part of the secret sauce for sure. Yeah. Um, now before we get into the play by play, um, for, for the gearheads out there, can you go over kind of what gear you decided to go with for the race? And why? And any things you would have done differently? <laughs> so we 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 um we did. A Can I talk different... about the training real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Your... I, but this was this is for us. But it's kind of neat with this whole race. Is you saw um, Lars and John didn't even train together, and they did great. But I, me and Marcus held each other accountable for four months, and I, I think that helped us out a lot too. We, I mean, what do you think, Mark? Eighty percent we were together. Yeah, I'd say nice. good 80, 80%. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're, I mean, we're grinding out in the pool. We're actually with the triathlon club, Upgraded life, Lifestyle. But our coach there, she helps us with technique, and she lets us do her own thing. But we held each other accountable. And every day we text if we weren't together, making sure the other guy did the uh, workout. And I think that's what makes us stronger as a team and, you know, yeah. more compatible too. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah no, there was a, there was a really ton, a ton, a ton. I finally had to clean it up off my phone. There's a ton of sending each other pictures of our watches, of our, <laughs> no, of our workouts, of, of our whatever saying, Hey, yep. I, how, check out how I did on these intervals or check out how I did, you know, so there's a lot of that. Yeah. Accountability. And that kind of goes back to something that I think you, you mentioned, Chris, when you asked the question, um, is, and, and it's great that you brought that up, Lee, is that that's kind of what I need because I was being self-coached for a long time. Um, and I would reach out to Dan because I knew he knew the sport and he's got great. He, the dude is just phenomenal with numbers. He's a numbers guy. And mm-hmm. so he would he would help me put together uh, plans. And of course, in the first season when we did Rockman and Atala, he put together the training plan. So I would reach out and and uh, and get plans from him. But I needed, like you're saying, I needed somebody to be accountable to. So not only was we accountable to Nicholas, but we were definitely accountable to each other. And that yeah. that did, I agree, Lee, that, that helped tremendously for me. It's like, I, there were days where I would get up. It's like, I just, I just really don't feel like doing this run. Yeah. Or late in the day was, after a long day yeah. of work, I really don't feel like doing this run. But you know what? I got to do it because he's going to give me shit if I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think we connect. I think we connected that day. One day I Facetime yeah. him. I'm like, dude, I'm on mile ten out of eighteen right now, running from Surfside Beach to Merle's Inlet right now. I don't even know where I'm at. He's like, you better keep going. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Like, I think, why are you texting it, me? We just we're no, we were Facetime, and I'm like, man, I'm really hurting. I'm on mile twelve. He's like, you better go. I'm on mile thirteen in the woods right now. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> So anyways, we'll go to the, we'll go to the gear talk. I know I that's a that funny, that's a little funny antidote there, but antidote. that is antidote. 
anecdote. Antidote. Sorry, I just got vaccinated, so I'm just thinking about antidotes. Anecdotes. Anecdotes. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. And we, hey, we even right did now. our vaccines together. <laughs> we even made each other held accountable. That's you guys great. holding hands? He, he, I said, I said, here it is. Sign up for CVS right now. If we're going to get to Rockman, we need this. And he's like, okay, this is an hour and a half away. I said, well, that's the only place we're going to get it. Yeah. Do okay. it now. Well, so, you anyway. have that you have that connection established even even if it was over FaceTime, but now you know in the race when when Lee you're hurting or Marcus is hurting or whatever, you know that the, your partner has has your back yep. on that. And I think that's what's really key and it doesn't and it, it's great that you two can train together, but let's use Lars and and John Stevens as an example as well. I feel that they also have similar probably accountability um you know, check-ins with themselves. Maybe it's not as regular or whatever the situation is, but I think that's a really uh, prominent kind of um, theme that you'll see throughout partners is is kind of that accountability and making sure that, you know, your partner has your back kind of thing. So, Roger that. I don't yeah, I mean, it's probably not that necessary for Lars and St- and John, because they're like superhuman, so maybe maybe the rules the rules don't apply to them, you know. Like they apply. To yeah, us but that's the beauty of the sport. It, do, it doesn't matter if your teammates in another country, it can work, and if they're you know forty five minutes away, it can work. Yeah, all, that's that's it, the cool part. It all boils down to whether you really want it to work or not. Yep, exactly. True. Intention True. comes down to intention for sure. So, if you were taking a look at the weather report. For Lake James area, it looked really nice and sunny, but then on race day, it looked like it may maybe we're getting some of that rubbish weather coming in. So, yeah. tell us a little bit about your your process for your selection of gear, what you went with, and sort of uh, how how all that went for you. Without any spoilers, if you don't want to spoil anything, well, <laughs> we're we're letting the cat out of the bag here because we kept a lot of things on the down on the DL as I've been corrected. Like it's not called down low anymore; it's DL. DL. Our um, our. <laughs> Gear selection went back to four weeks ago um, when we first went up to Lake James to swim a section of the course and and we got into the water and so on uh, fast forward fast forward to the to, to the race briefing um, I had a bet with Christian Jenna that I could guess the water temp and I went and measured it with my thermometer and she was right so I owe her a beer still. But we used that same thermometer four weeks prior to the event and went up there and actually got in the water and it was 51 degrees. Yep. That's chilly, chilly. for our that's, European listeners. That's like 11 Celsius, 11, 12 Celsius, something like that. Yeah. That's a little bit on the chilly side for me. Um, and so Chris might've got that text of that. that oh yeah. I was going to chipper. So don't yeah, tell yeah. chipper. Don't tell chipper. I don't want him to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> me and Chris are have this little connection. But I don't know anybody get upset. <laughs> he knows. He's fine with it. But it was uh it was a cold day out there. And so over the next couple of weekends, we spent some time up there and, and determining, you know, what we were gonna wear and, and trying out what we were gonna do. Um and so we we kind of fretted about it a little bit the week of the race because it t- the, the weather was all over the place. One week it was this way, and the next week, the next day it was they changed the forecast and it was gonna be this. And I finally told Lee, I was like, listen, I'm going to make my decision. When we go up there and do our little shakeout run and shakeout swim, um, that's when I'm going to determine what I'm going to wear. So I had mm. all my options with me. 
Yeah. Um, but I said, I'm going to wait until we go and do that shakeout swim and shakeout run. And then that's when I'm going to determine what I'm going to wear. And, and you guys, you know, as we just mentioned, you guys are both ARC ambassadors, ARC sports ambassadors. Yep. So you probably had the whole panel of really the whole super, suite of products, super premium, you know, Swedish born in the archipelago stuff, tested and all that stuff at your disposal. So you had uh, probably, probably deciding between the Corp and maybe the Uta or the Orno. The only suit that I didn't have is the one I should have worn. Mm. The Corp? The Orno 2. Orno 2. Orno 2. Okay. Why do you no, say he's that? not allowed to wear a Corp during the race? He's not. After Austin, I heard him complain too much. He's not allowed to do that. <laughs> you, you just don't want to hear well, it. Well, I had the wrong size suit. Let's, 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 let's clarify that. <laughs> so at, 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 up, at Austin, we rented Corp suits. This is before we, we, we got an ambassadorship from Corp. But we'd rented corp suits, and that was kind of honestly, you know, one of the one of the things that really kind of pushed me as as far as whether I wanted to kind of approach them about a bastardship. But I pretty much after Austin, pretty much begged them, please, right. please, will you, will you give me the bastard? Because um, that their stuff it worked. Just rocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, stuff was. Um, awesome. But I had the wrong size suit in Austin. It was too small for me, and so I felt bound at at the and it wasn't. I ended up with a small tall. Uh, and what I wore in Austin was a small, so I felt scrunched. Like it yeah. wasn't, oh yeah, it wasn't too small bit. around the mid waist. It wasn't too small in the chest. I just felt like I, somebody had taken a strap it's and like gone around my shoulders, shoulders and through my crotch and like cinched it down. Mm. Yeah, it's um, like you had a wedgie the whole time or something. Oh yeah, the entire time, absolutely. So um, in order <laughs> to t- try and fight that wedgie, I was kind of hunched over the whole time. So, so, um, so you wore the Orno, or no? You wish you had the, the Orno. You wore the Uta. And then, and then Lee, you wore the corp. Yep, I love the corp. Did you have? My boy. Did you guys have arm sleeves on as well? So that's a that's another thing that we that we probably should have done differently. Um, if we mm-hmm. if we want to talk about the race about our our corps our corp our uh, gear selection and how we probably should have done it differently, I would think that that's something we may have done differently. We mm-hmm. opted not to use the sleeves, but I knew that it was just a little too cold. To go bare armed for me anyway mm-hmm. you know everybody's mm-hmm. different it's a personal thing for me yeah, it totally. wasn't so we end up wearing a, a like a just a, a compression shirt long sleeve compression shirt underneath and that gave us a little bit of warmth on the arms um but i think the sleeves probably would have helped a little bit during the race okay yeah but that compression worked on the eight mile run and we'll get into that oh it, yeah it felt good but i think it oh, man i think it might have hurt us on the very end because that thing, yeah, it was cold. It was yeah. wet, and I wanted to take that compression shirt off. But we'll get into that yeah, shortly. Yeah, it was just like yeah. soggy. <laughs> and um, so, so the corp, yeah. I, I love it. It worked great. I just we might have should have did one more layer, and we did the uh, kangaroo top. Kangaroo top. Yeah, kangaroo top. What uh, yeah. what size pool buoys did uh, did you guys use? What did, version? What version? What version of the kangaroo top? Oh the no, keel. The, the keels. Oh, the keel. Oh, keel plus all the way. Come on, keel now. plus. All right. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a given. Now in the pool, though, we usually do the keel or the keel plus. Now, yeah. but we the small. I think I think the small is actually perfect. Yeah, for, for, the, for pool. the pool for most females for the pool, if not more males too, because yeah. I don't think that keel plus is you. You better calculate your flip turn. Like, <laughs> like I'm riding the bull on that thing. Try to put oh, eight, no, seconds eight seconds. On that seconds. Let's go. <laughs> and how about how about paddles? Well, what, what size paddles did you guys go with? Um, medium paddles. 
Yeah. Medium arc blades. Cool. Nice. Cool. And shoes. Let's let's down to the feet. Yeah. The 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 Solomon amphibs. Nice. Uh, the S lab ones. Go down a half a size. Go down a half a size because they open up a little bit when they get wet. They're perfect. Okay. So you guys are all you're all matched up. Nice. Yeah. Got the gear. Yeah. You made your decisions. We'll talk about it afterwards. What like what we could have done differently about this. But yeah, let's. People are waiting. They want to hear it. I'm waiting. Let's hear this race report. How did the race start? How, you know, however, however you want to break it down, leg by leg, <laughs> let's do it. So we, it, it has a very funny start. Um, uh, and there were some people there witnessing it, looking at us like we're freaking nuts. Um, so we get there and, and it's, it's a time trial start. Um, because well, hold on, of we, COVID. you gotta tell them about the cool place that you rented that was only five minutes. Oh yeah, road. that's great. So we found a, wait, 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 we, we scored an Airbnb. Though. We scored an Airbnb that was five minutes from the course. So we oh. we could do all of our paperwork, and you guys know what paperwork means. We we did all of our paperwork at our own Airbnb, mm-hmm. and we got dressed both 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 editions because there's usually two sessions. Yeah. Um, and then we got completely dressed and ready for the race, um, minus the buoy around our waist, and drove to the course, hopped right out, and like started our warm up. It was That's nice. great. great. We um, marked our paddles up together. Yep. He's yelling at me in the morning to eat. And I ate the beef jerky the night before the spicy beef jerky. That was a bad <laughs> oh, idea. But anyways. I'm vegetarian. He's, I he's tell you that was a bad, bad idea. Bad call. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good at the time. But anyways, we leave with the horses. All right. Then we get to the race. Go ahead, Marcus. I just had to throw that in there. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it's a time trial start, and which is very similar to what, what happened in Austin, which uh, due to COVID, they want to make sure that we're separated. So like every five um, seconds or something. Well, they didn't, they weren't as exact with it. They were, they said 10 ish seconds. Okay. The key thing is that we were all wearing chips. So, you know, it didn't really matter if it was mm-hmm. 10 seconds for one team and then 12 seconds for the other and then right. nine seconds. It didn't matter because it was chip time. So that, that was handy. Um, and, and we, we were really kind of debating. Should we, we, we knew we didn't want to start up front. We started very first in Austin and that was a, that was a mental mind job. Yeah, just being chased uh, the whole time. Yeah, and, and you know everybody that passes you is not just ahead of you. They're ahead of you by whatever interval it was that they started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it made it very difficult to figure out where you're, you were at in the race. And so we, we debated. It's like, all right, we're not going to start first. We're not going to start first. That was, <clears throat> that was too bad. We, we just didn't like that. And so we're like, all right, we're going to. And, and I'm talkative. I like to talk to people. And I got really? reprimanded for talking to the Boston Wet Sox. At the, uh, <laughs> I like chatting them up. Marcus is like, can you quit talking to him? I was like, well, I'm, I'm asking him what's going on here. And he's like, it's a long race. Stop talking. I got, I got put in detention in timeout. <laughs> and Greg's like, let's just, let's just uh, pick up the pace. Let's, let's, let's drop this. Yeah. Let's drop this. Greg's down. talking to me on the run. He said, I'll see you here in a second on the swim. We just said, dude's fast. He's amazing. They're both super fast. They're both. They're yeah, awesome. Braun one's amazing. <laughs> they're fast. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we decided to, uh, we decided to like, we weren't going to start first, but we didn't want to be too far off the front. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to, we, and let me pause there. I know I'm jumping all over the place. Um, we knew that there were some fast folks coming. We knew John and Lars was coming because we talked on the Kraken. Um, and we knew those guys were coming. So we were like, oh, crap. Um, John and Lars are coming. So they're going to be fast as hell. And then as we we started to kind of see looking through the the, the the list of folks that were racing and then 
realizing who was there. Cause there's some folks that you recognize. It may not recognize by name. Like when we went home that night, night for the race, like, man, this field is stacked. Pretty there stacked. are some fast, fast boys. You know, you're talking about somebody who who did a 240 marathon and somebody who did like third at, Cat, at uh, Catalina. And then you got John Lars. Like, God, man, this yeah. is just a stacked field. So we didn't want to start ahead of those guys. And uh, we kind of was like, all right, let's hold back and see, kind of just watch the start and see how it goes. And so we're kind of hiding over behind the barn, kind of watching to see who's going to start. And then there was a, a whole joke of if we were going to wear the gold bibs or not, you know, the, the gold series bibs that oh, we wow. wear the gold bibs. And then, you, of course, you got the, the Dirksons who wear the gold bibs. And so we had asked Lars and John, like, should we wear these? And they're like, absolutely. It's one of the races that kind of sponsored the bibs. So, yeah, you should wear it. And so we're standing at the start line behind this barn, kind of watching things. We see the Dirksons down kind of in the mid pack of the thing. And, and Greg spots me and he holds up his golden bib. Like, are you wearing this? <laughs> and like, he's, he doesn't have it on yet. So he holds it up. It's like, are you wearing this? I'm like, yes, we have them. So I shake mine back at him. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then they, they, they all kind of uh, several teams take off. And so here's Lee and I going, should we go and start? Or should we wait? Should we go and start? No, I don't want to start in the back. Let's start in the back. No, it's too much traffic. We're sitting there arguing about it. It's fine. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's just go. And, and so <laughs> I said, we, we got to go. I said, we got to go. There's like 20 teams. We got to go. <laughs> we, we run up to the front, like bounding over little shrubs and, and miscellaneous stuff that's kind of laying out in the middle of this. Totally this butted in line. And, uh, and we asked the folks up front, are y'all okay if we go ahead and go? And they're all like, no, go ahead. And so we take off. And I let Lee lead. The first segment, that probably wasn't a good idea. The first <laughs> segment is what, a mile run? To swim, run one is a mile? Mm-hmm. It's almost of, um, exactly it's, a mile, yeah. It's, it's a mile, guys, it's, and it's, um, it's actually, it's, it's single track. It's fun. I mean, it's flat until yeah. you get to the – crossing and we're, rocks. And we're just passing people, and I'm like, this isn't good. We're, we're rabbiting this race. <laughs> and we pass John and Lars right before they get in the water. Like butted them out of the way. That was a mistake because they ran us over. Yeah, John just swims over the top. (laughs) Yeah, no, Lars went underneath me. I was like, this, this is not good. I'm I'm racing a guy that just swam underneath me. Now he's gone. I was like, who am I? What am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, so that that's how uh, run leg one went. Pass everybody and then just get ran over on the swims. Pretty well. Yeah, we we did get run over on the swim a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, so there was a there was it was there was a group of us that got in the water at the same time, and um, um, I'm not and there was some fast swimmers that got in behind us, and one of the the teams I'm not quite sure who it was, uh, one of the the fast swimming teams uh, comes up and I'm siding for the buoy, and I think that he was and he was off to my right, and he was siding for the teams that were in front of us that were kind of doing this little dog leg to the left, I'm like where where's everybody going? Like the, there's the and, and shout out to Kristen Geno and Tony Hammett. Kristen always puts strobe lights at all the exits. Oh. So it's like, it, it, there is no, there, there's absolutely no, uh, um, you know, that's the exit because there's a strobe light right there and you can see it for a mile. And so I'm headed straight for the strobe light. And then these guys are kind of dogleging to the left. I'm like, where are these guys going? So this guy who's off to my right comes and crosses over in front of me and goes over to my left which causes me to swim right over his tether. 
Uh-oh. Cross the streams. We cross, we cross the, streams. the streams. That's rule one. You're not supposed to. Yeah, don't That's cross That's rule one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so everybody I'm swimming along, and all of a sudden, I feel this yank on the tether. Oh, hell. Now My I, paddle got caught in his tether. <laughs> I'm oh. like, all right. He'll, he, he probably got a little tangled up. He'll be fine. I'm just going to keep swimming, and, and he'll eventually, you know, fix whatever's going on back there, and everything will be fine. And so I'm sitting here, and I feel like I'm tied to the – Tied to the wall, <laughs> trying to pull, and I'm like, "What is going on? Like, come on, what?" Is-? Finally, I roll over on my back, and I'm like, "What the f is going on back there?" And he goes, "I got my paddle." He's trying to fix his buoy because when he got his paddle, like Lee, you tell me, you got your paddle caught, and it caused you to your buoy to pop out or something? No, I let go of the buoy. I didn't want to drown, so I just <laughs> thought I'd let go of the buoy. I kind of got scared. I didn't know what to do. I feel like it's in my first triathlon again. I just let go of everything. I said, "All right, I'm not going to die." Karen's going to get a Northwestern check in the mail tomorrow. I'm not careful. So I just kind of just, just whatever, just let everything go. So, yep. so, we, got, so we got settled and so a little bit of a yard off. sale. Yeah. What's that? So a little bit of a yard sale on the water on the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, it was the worst. He's like yelling at me and I'm trying to put my laughing. buoy back in with the paddle. I can't, nothing's working. You got to wrestle all those horrible. Newtons back under the water. Yeah. That's I mean, tough. On the oh, that, that thing is, you cannot do that thing with a paddle in your hand. That thing is oh, not working. Yeah. The keel, the keel plus is a, it's a, you need, you need fingers for that. Okay. So did you guys survive swim one? <laughs> we, we survived swim one. <laughs> okay, great. And, you know, good transition and swim two is like, uh, what, like 20 yards. If that. Oh, um, run, run two, run two is very quick. Yep. Maybe, um, 200 yards to swim oh. to which swim to is 25 yards nice give or take okay yeah. right so quick transition transition back to back like that right and then right. and then run three is maybe i'm pulling maybe up the, I'm pulling 200 up maybe 200 now. yards and then the- um i'll let marcus go and then when he's pulling that up, we're, we're, we're doing the quick 200 yards to whatever, you know, 400 yards to swim for. And that's actually where I'm trying to calm him down. I don't even know if he needs to be calmed down. I'm like, let it go. It was 30 seconds. Let it go. (laughs) Oh, he's still hanging on to the tether tangle situation. I don't don't know if he is or not, but I'm already trying to get it out of his system. So you can sense (laughs) sense that he's pressing that he's like, all right, we got to make, you know, yeah, I'm trying to make yeah. up time. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You, I was like, you're let absolutely it right. go. He could sense it. He could sense that I was trying to make up for that that lost time. For I sure. mean, that's that's good teamwork right there because I feel like I Chipper Chipper would be able to sense that from me, and I'd be able to sense yeah, it from yeah. him if that was happening. And we've done enough shit together. Yeah, we, for we sure. Rarely, well, we still talk a lot. We're like, but. Old, yeah, we're like old wives over here. Um, now, now on, on these short runs, I just have a tactical question: Were you guys even taking your goggles off, or you were just kind of just, hey, it's two hundred yards, just stay Last fully through power through? That's actually it's a good question. I don't think we we had it pretty mapped up. I don't think we took our goggles off on the run two. Or run through. We had it mapped out to which ones we even know we were going to tether. Yeah. So we stayed mm-hmm. tether on the small ones, and I don't even think we took the goggles off, to no, be honest. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, the only thing I fooled with was the buoy. Yeah. Right, right. Sure. Yeah. And then we went into swim four. Go ahead. Yeah, swim, swim four is 700, 700 yards, I think, it, I think it was. A little bit shorter than the first swim, but it's uh, it looks longer because it's across the lake as opposed mm-hmm. to following the shoreline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we got into a really good groove on that swim and we made up, I think some of the, and, and that you're right, Lee, I was probably pressing 
on that swim to try and make up for some lost time. Um, cause going back and looking at, at our swim times during that segment, we, we did a pretty good job all except for, um, I did do an adjustment to my goggles and caused my goggles to be over my swim cap on the left oh. side. So I swam mm. that entire swim like Popeye, like one eye, one eye, one eye. Yeah. yeah. It filled up with water. And I was like, you know what? It's just, and it's something, this is a, a little tip. It's something that I've practiced in the pool that um, if something goes on with my goggles in the pool, I don't stop my whatever set I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I used to be like, I'd sit up in the middle of the lane and go, oh, let me fix my goggles. Like, yeah. no, because uh-uh. if it happens in a race, if you're, if really you're trying tip. to compete and save time. I've, I've recently started doing that because I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm feel like I'm a big prima donna about, oh, I can't have foggy goggles and yeah, stuff and I got to do all sorts of things. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for confirming. But that, that happened the other day where, oh, I was getting water leaking in. I'm like, oh, I could stop. But I was like, this is totally going to happen in a race. Yeah. Almost guarantee at some point in your yeah. adventure as uh, during a swim run. Might as well get used to it right now. Swimming with one eye or whatever the situation is. So yeah, that's do, a great pro Got to be able to do the captain there. hook. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, Marcus at Austin, you stopped and wrote a book for 30 minutes when your goggles did it one time. I don't think you wanted me to dog you out again. That's why you kept going. And, and, and Austin, he's like, my goggles. I'm like, get on Bronwyn's feet now. He's like, my goggles. I'm like, well, there she goes. They're gone. They're, they're doing, not, you'll never they're see pulling, them again. <laughs> they they're pulling 150, 200s. They're gone. We'll see them. Good to see you yep. guys. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's why, you know, and that's a great point, Lee, is that, because it happened and it happened more than once at Austin where I had to freaking deal with my goggles at some point in the swim, I would sit up and he would ram right into the back of me and I'd have to fix my goggles. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. So all this entire training session leading into to swim around Lake James, like, no, I'm just going to have to deal with it. I'm not stopping. That's a really good tip. So the, the, the weather this whole time is rainy What's the air temp during this? Cause we, we saw, we were tagged. We had major FOMO, but we saw it all over yeah. Instagram. It looked, there was jackets and puffy yep. jackets and rain jackets. Every sort of jacket you could imagine was there. And, and, and it was, I, 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 Chipper, you had the offer. I, I was going to let y'all stay at my guest room. I don't know if Chris told you free of charge and you guys didn't want to come though. I, I mean, it's, it isn't because that, we didn't that includes come. free use of the Peloton. <laughs> It isn't because we didn't want to come. It's because we, uh, you know, our beautiful wives would not have appreciated it this year. Yes. Okay. That's start with our young kids, but next year for sure. Yeah, it'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah, it's happening. (laughs) So uh, probably upper forties, lower fifties. It was was forty. It was forty-three. I went back and looked at it uh, today in prep for the call. I went back and looked at the history on uh, Wonderground, the weather Wonderground. Oh yeah. Um, And it was forty-three at the start of the race for Nebo, North Carolina. Damn. Um, Though the water was uh, refreshing, almost warmer. A bit warmer. It was. It was. It claimed fifty-eight uh, the day before. Mm. Um, day before the race, um, when I measured it before the race briefing. Um, again, I owed Kristen Geno a beer because she guessed fifty-eight, and I was going to say fi- I said fifty-six, but it was fifty-eight. Um, but the one thing that you got to learn is obviously this lake's small enough. It's big, but it's small enough that overnight that that temperature drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking again, looking back at some of the the history data, I'm guesstimating that it was probably 56 or so at that first swim. And there's a Creek that empties into that first swim. So it's always a little bit colder. 
Um, but it was probably about 56 when we started. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get any warmer. Oh, no. it dro- That's the other thing about Lake James is that the temperature levels off and starts to rise probably about noon. Oh, you're, lo- you're yeah. all wrapped up by then. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gotcha. hopefully dry and in a, in a jacket. By okay. So, so you guys, you were in a good, you had a good clip going across the 750 yards. Swim four. Swim yep. four. Yep. And, uh, and we got out and unlike the video that, that, um, Lee sent Chris, I didn't bust my ass climbing up the hill this time. <laughs> um, on a training run, on a, on a previous training run, we, we videotaped, uh, or we didn't videotape, we GoPro'd, um, thanks to the nice GoPro that the low tie boys hooked me up with, um, with a steep discount. Um, the, uh, the, the GoPro video that we did going up that hill, um, I slipped on the pine straw and just could not stand back up. No matter what I did, every time I'd stand back up, I'd fall back down. I stood up. It was very funny. Very funny. It's very funny. Um, but the, we did real good in transition to that. Um, we decided that that's a good section just to power power walk, um, not to burn any matches. It's too early in the race to burn matches trying to run up that hill. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's a good idea or if that was a good good call, but that's what we decided to do there. And then that ends up being um, a nice little a nice little run. It's probably about a half mile. Would you, would you say? Maybe a little more. Um, it, that was in. We were very calculated with our gels. I started yelling, 30 minutes gel now, and we're can't, you can't, br- we're breathing so heavy. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. so cold. He's like, it's only been 30 minutes. I said, Tonto, we took the gel 15 minutes before the race. Yeah. So I'm trying to do, <laughs> I'm trying to do math for him. He's yelling. Yeah. And uh, it was a good, it, it, we got in our groove. We got back in our groove. We uh, jumped over this creek. Got back in the water, we could see all four teams in front of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. ah, nice crossing yeah. on the next swim. Yeah, and and we we powered through that three hundred yard swim. No, no, not too many issues on that one. Um, and then starts the the, the infamous run. long run, which is yeah. eight miles. I think it's advertised as like seven point seven, um, but it's a it's like an eight mile run, and it's a mix of as soon as you get out of the water um, and go through the water stop, it's there's a there's a little bit of single track at the beginning. There's a long gravel road that 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 uh, has a self-serve aid station that you dump into this rolling fire road that's, mm. I would call it double track because it's really not a road. Um, although you could get a, a truck or a Jeep down it, it's it's soft. It's, uh, you know, it's got stuff growing on it and you got mud puddles and, and creek crossings and those kind of things. And so it's a really very scenic part of Lake James. And it's part of the, the Lake James. That if you go back to your Kristen Jenin episode, um, Kristen Jeno episode where she talks about areas of the park that people just don't normally get to it's that area. So it's a very beautiful part. Um, I, I, there's several times you cross over, you crisscross over a mountain bike trail. And every time we did, I'd look at the mountain bike trail longingly going, so it's uh, it, but it's a, a good seven mile run. And then I, I, I don't know how many miles it is that you get to a gravel road and you, you run that gravel road, which feels like forever and it's, and it's rolling, but it's hill after hill after hill. And, curve after curve after curve and you're like when are we gonna freaking get to the water just like um, uh just like death by a thousand cuts just like little yeah. 
little, eight, little shit kickers. It seemed like forever. Like it, it's only it's only eight miles, but it seems like forever because you're ready to to get your swim on. And Marcus did good. He he pulled me. I, I was hitting a low point. I, I don't. I couldn't get my breath. That run hurt. And he he pulled. I stayed with him. But it was very. Um, I don't know. We couldn't see anybody. We saw people, and then we'd lose them again. We'd see them and lose them. I, I was hitting the low point, and he uh, he pulled me through it. And then I let him get to when we got done with the eight mile run. What we saw, which yeah. actually picked us back up. Yeah. So we we were getting through that, and you do come to a water stop um, before you come off of that gravel road, and you come back through that water stop again. Um, and and I wanted to stop. Uh, pretty bad because they were giving out hot chocolate at the water stop. But oh. um, I we we dive off of the gravel road onto in the past. If you've looked at any of my videos in, on Facebook feed or whatever, where where I did it two years ago with Jeremy, um, that road that we dive off onto that that far road we dive off onto was used to be there was like fourteen trees, big, you know. Two, two feet in diameter trees that had fallen across that road that you'd have to hop over or climb under and sections like of, fun. of yeah. it's almost turns into single track technical stuff. Parkour. And I love that part of the course, but over the past year, they've come through and bulldozed it. Oh, damn. <laughs> so even though it, but even though it was bulldozed, it was still a great part of the, of the race. Cause it is that more of that rolling fire road kind of thing. It's not gravel. Um, it's very scenic. You can see through the trees and see portions of the lake and whatnot. I want it to be more technical, but as you get to the end of that, you have to do this real uh, off trail section down steep downhill to the water to start the longest swim of the race, which is 1600. And as we get to the beach, taking off from the beach are the Dirksons. Oh, like, Oh my God, we caught them. Oh, I can't we believe we caught them. We got yeah. down the hill and you, we saw one, two, three, and four. Yeah, we saw them all right. They were now they were in the water. Yeah, the Dirksons were the fourth at the time. But yeah. but actually, you know what, Marcus? Right before we got in the water, you were yelling at me to get ready for the swim and to make sure I was ready. Do you remember that? Yeah, you yelled at me a couple <laughs> times. As soon as, as, soon as I don't know, went. I don't know if you got ready though, but I got ready. For the swim. <laughs> Lee <laughs> was ready. Oh, he's just drop, <laughs> dropping the foreshadowing here. <laughs> I got ready. I, I was hurting. I said, but when we got in the water, Daddy lit up. Daddy was good to go. <laughs> I was good to go. I felt good. But that's when the rain came. Yeah, and it, it started came raining. hard on the, of course, on the mile swim. Yeah, yeah. FYI, the the high tomorrow at Lake James is eighty two. Wow. <laughs> if anybody needs to know, which is Tuesday. <laughs> Fabulous. So anyways, go ahead, Marcus, with yeah, the long swim. That's, that's big weather. <laughs> yeah, geez. Yeah. No, we yeah, you're right. As soon as as soon as the fire road stopped and we had to do the off trail and and, and I commend Tony Hammett and, and Chris and Jenna for great marking. They had like the big huge piece of tape. This is way out. This is way off the gravel road. So they had to hike out there to get to this big huge piece of tape across the fire road to make sure you made the left hand turn to go down off trail down to the beach. Um, as soon as I saw that piece of tape, I started yelling at Lee, get, get, your, get, get ready. Cause he, I think you had pulled off your cap at that point. And so I was like, Oh, I, I was hurting the caps yeah. off. Yeah. There's I'm, I'm you were warming just, back up. I was with, yep. I was, I was calling Cowan's for trying to make a tea time. I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> have no part anymore. Swim run. I was just trying, I was trying to do anything. <laughs> 
Oh, anyways, so I he's was, yelling at me. I was yelling, cap on, cap on, make sure you get your goggles on. All right, let's get your get your paddles ready. I was yelling all that stuff, and I get down to the beach. Now, now keep in mind, you got your bib on over all, all this. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I didn't cap down, but I had zipped down. Mm-hmm. Um, I did run. too, I zipped back up. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was hot. It's just that I wanted that little less restriction so I could get a good deep breath while I was running. Yeah. Good lung expansion. Yeah. Yep. Good lung expansion. And so I, I, I get everything ready and I, and I felt we transitioned great right into the water. Mm. Like there was no hesitation. And as soon as I got to, to the point to where I had my paddles ready, because I, I, I don't have my paddles, my fingers in the paddles when I go to put my buoy in. And then the last thing I do is I put my fingers in my paddles. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I get my fingers in the paddles, Lee goes, Let's go. Like that's his note for telling me he's ready. And off I take. Suit unzipped. Now I mean, we didn't know that. You didn't I, and I didn't know that. 30 minutes. Yeah, like right away. You, I mean at, you weren't like, wow, you were like, oh, it feels this feels just a little, little chilly, chilly in here. Is there a, a draft? Little, yeah. We did. Yeah, this water's colder than I thought. I know it was gonna drop, but I didn't know it was gonna drop this much. Um, we we made up some time on that swim. We had a yeah, good swim. We had a great swim. I, I was pulling hard because I was motivated because we saw the teams in front of us. And of course, we got to the beach just as the directions were taken off. And of course, they took off like they had engines attached and propellers because they're just super Animals. phenomenal swimmers. We we start that sixteen hundred Boston and, performance enhancing Dunkin' Donuts. What's, that's what's right. Oh, yeah, that's they're, a secret. they're running on Duncan. I think they're running on Duncan. Okay. It could be. <laughs> they're running on. They're, they're awesome. We'll ask them. So anyways, we time. get out. Of, we get out of the island. Yeah, we, that's the first time I see him. I haven't seen him all race. Somebody popped him in the nose. I was like, uh oh, he's weaving a little bit on me. Something's not right. So yeah. I, we get out of the. We get out of that long swim, and I'm like inches. I start yelling at him inches, which is um. Any given Sunday, that movie, if y'all have ever seen it, it pretty much means any given Sunday, I don't care how good somebody is, you can beat them. There's always a chance. Yeah. Exactly. And then football is inches. And I'm yelling at it. And Marks don't keep up football like I do. But I, you know, I, I kept going over this. I sent this YouTube video to him a lot. And I start yelling at inches. And he's getting a little dazed on me. He he went the wrong way. And I'm like, Marcus is this way. And I don't know. It, it he did. He 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 was doing good, but something was off. And then, go ahead, Marks. I'll let you you start leading what you remember at this point. <laughs> he blacked yeah, out for a second, and he out. came back. Yep. So I, I and, and we didn't know what route they were going to take across that island. Um, and I re, I had remembered the routes that we had had on previous previous years. So I'm not thinking straight. I'm just go, I'm like kind of on autopilot, and I'm like, all right, this is the way we're going to go. And he's like, and Lee's like, no, 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 the tape's over here, tape's over here. So we had to make a left and kind of go down to the beach. And we transitioned very quickly. I mean, it's it's only like 150 yards across that island, 100 yards at most. So um, just to go over, how long was the first, the, how long was that long swim? 1,300 yards? 1,600. So like so a mile. So 1,600 guys, after the eight miles, 1,600 yard swim, immediately through the island in a matter of 30 seconds, then back in the water. Right now we're getting water. cold. Now and, you're getting cold. Yeah. So then we do a, a 450 yard swim and I'm, I'm fine. I'm on point. I'm sighting good. I'm straight. And the, 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 the thing that comes to my mind, as soon as we hit that water is like, yeah, it, it's, it's still cold. It's wait, still wait, 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 wait. You didn't still, realize you, you had still your, haven't 
I still haven't no, realized that my suit's unzipped. But he, wow. He doesn't remember this. His swimming, he's starting to weave to the right on his swimming. No, on the 450, I, you were well, you don't remember it, but you were just no, a little I, bit. I, I, <laughs> I distinctly remember it because I kept correcting. I kept having to go, why am I? I was like, why does he keep going to the right? Because no. his body temperature was dropping, which the, the audience doesn't know. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I well, I knew I was I was swaying to the right because I knew I was having a hard time staying on course, and and I, I fashioned myself to be a fairly straight swimmer if I sight properly, and so I kept having to correct. I'd swim to the right and I correct. I swim to the right and I correct. It's like what's going on? Um, so I I did realize it, and I do I still do distinctly remember that swim. You were that swim. So we get to the what they call the middle island, and the middle island is probably even less of a jaunt across the island. Than, than the previous one. I think they refer to it as the Long Island, but some folks refer to it as Goose Island, the, the one after the long swim. But we get to the middle island and there's a there's like a funky tree climb kind of with a rope to get out of the water onto the island. Oh. And it's and it's even smaller than the than the one that we just came off of. So we spent less time out of the water and went right back in mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for another 350 yards. Yeah, but when you got out, when we got out of that water, he put his foot over this branch. Just to, it was just a little branch, and he weaved back and forth where he about fell in the water. And I really, honestly, got scared. I said, "Man, Thanks I started yelling, out. what's wrong with you?'" Do <laughs> like I said, I don't care about this race. Do we right. need to call somebody? He goes, "Something's wrong." And I said, "Do we need to stop?" He goes, "No." I said, I, "I'm serious, Marcus. I'm. It's it's not worth it." He goes, "No, I'm fine." So go ahead. I distinctly remember. I was like, something's not right. So yeah. we get we get back in the water. It's a it's another three hundred and fifty yards to bar what they call Barbecue Island, and it was on this swim that I'm swimming along, and I'm again we've got like the beacons. The, and the you're just getting colder and colder and colder at this point, right? And so I'm swimming along, and I I like lose track of what's going on. I lose track of where I'm at a little bit and I'm like, why, why am I swimming? Oh, that's right. This beacon I'm racing. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep for, keep heading for this beacon. And, and I made the conscious thought in my head that says, I think I'm in trouble. Mm. And, um, and that was the, that was at the point to where I said, Okay, something is definitely not right. I'm again, I still don't know that my suit's unzipped, but I know that I'm not, I don't have all my faculties about me. And I didn't say anything to Lee about this. Oh, yeah, no, you gotta, um, you can't be saying that because I, I'm thinking, no, you myself, said you saw stars. You yeah, said you saw I was stars. definitely said, seeing, oh, God, here we go. Every time that I would, I would breathe and turn my head and open my eyes to, to sight, when I'd open my eyes to sight, I would see sparklies. Um, some, some folks refer to it wow. as seeing the wizard. <laughs> um, and, and I knew that, 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 okay, all I got to do is get to this swim because the next swim is really, is literally like a 40 yard. You could almost run it. It's like waist deep. Mm-hmm. And I knew that one, if I could make it to that and get back onto the long arm main part of the land that we, that we had a, you know, a mile or so, um, run before we had to swim again. And I yeah. could warm back up during yeah. that mile yeah. or so run or, or, Catch this. Make a call of yeah, right. Am, a safety am, call, right? Yeah. Get to an safety call. Yeah. I, I had no, the I had, energy. I had the white towel. I, I had it, and I said, <laughs> I was. 
I said, I don't care about four months of training. This is, you know, this is my friend. This is a father. This is a grandfather. I'll throw this white towel in. It was like, it was like a Rocky, uh, Rocky. Oh yeah. I was that, I was the dude. I can't remember his name. Um, but I had the towel. I wasn't going to let the Russian guy come in and kill him. You know, but but I was scared. But here's the thing. So I, I knew, um, I knew that, that if I got back, um, in the water and couldn't keep my faculties about me, that there was, that, that I needed to probably make the call. I had the energy. I had the will. There was nothing that says that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm so cold that I need to stop, but it was, is this safe? And that was the, that was the, the, the battle that I was playing in my head. Um, mm. and, and I actually, I honestly, guys, I debated whether I should talk about this, not on the podcast. Um, and I felt like um, after some discussion with that, I felt like, yeah, I need to because there might be somebody in this boat, you know, in the future. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so I, I, I said that I was going to make a call when we got to the next water, to the next water entry. And by the time, and as, and as soon as I was going through that process and we weren't even 50 yards up the road when I said, all right, maybe I need some nutrition. So ah, I went to reach into mm. my suit and unzip my suit to get my gels yeah. out of my kangaroo, kangaroo top. top. Yeah. And that's when I realized, holy crap, my suit's been unzipped. Oh my For God. You said one word. Minutes. You said one, you said one word. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word, but you said, it. you said it really loud, but I don't think nobody heard it. <laughs> so yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't fudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I immediately zipped up my suit and I actually got a, a kind of a second wind um, of, you know what? It's, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a mistake. Um, I'm going to run this the run problem. with the suit zipped up. You sorted and, it out. And if you, if you recall, Lee, I grabbed both sides of my swim cap and pulled them down over my ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to use every method available to try and warm myself up. Yeah. And then you said, dad, you, you said this, you sued. I can't believe it. I said, let it go. I said, are you good? He said, yeah. I said, let it go. Yep. Start running. So I knew he was good then. <laughs> so then here's Lee, let it go. And then we pushed, we pushed on that run. Well, and I think, I think there's, you know, we don't need to belabor this anymore, but I think one thing that you did that was really smart, and maybe this is just from, you know, all the years of experience that you have, it's like when you're trying to, when you stop to kind of analyze what's going on, you're like, well, let me, let me try nutrition. Let me try this. Let me try that. Your fail And, and I think, kind of. I think that analysis, I think it's applicable to everyone who might be in a situation like that. It's like, oh, let's just run through a checklist. Am I, I'm feeling down I'm feeling whatever, like, oh, maybe I'm bonking or something. And, you know, nutrition is an easy thing, especially if you're doing gels to just kind of give you a little bump right away. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, obviously that uncovered what the problem was, but, but I think that's just good advice in general, just to yeah. kind of yeah. think through. And, and the, the beauty is, is that when I, when I go back and I look at my times on each one of those little sections and segments and whatnot, we did great. Um, I don't, I don't think we lost any time by that incident. Maybe there was a little bit of additional drag, uh, in the swims, but you know, the bib kind of covers that part up. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a, I bet that the, but having the bib probably camouflaged the issue a little bit because you, oh, I feel like if you didn't have the bib on, you'd be catching all sorts of resistance in your zipper and it would probably would start opening up and be like a big underwater parachute or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I and I think the thing, the thing, Marcus. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be making sure I check my wetsuit every time because I could totally see this happening. It, yeah. it it doesn't feel that different when you're unzipping 
then when you're, I mean, obviously if you're cabbing down, that's obvious. But if you just unzipped, which is all I did at uh, at Austin because I was wearing the Vig, I mean, I could definitely could you're in a you, groove, yeah. you're running. Yeah, this could happen to anyone. So I think it's a cautionary tale for sure. But I also I don't think that. I mean, I think it's this could totally happen to somebody. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> I'm pointing at myself and, right and now. It's, and, and you know, when we're racing, we have the mind of like a three year old. <laughs> oh yeah. We totally. don't. We don't think straight. We're focused. We're you know. throwing tantrums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Saying words you're not supposed to say. <laughs> right. Words that are naughty. Yeah. So, okay. And, so and so so yeah. fast forwarding. You know, we got through the next um, two swims, which is basically we we ran. Um, I think it was about it was less than a mile, um, and then we get back into for like a little a little short. Uh, I think it's like a. 120, 130 yards or so, then across the peninsula, and then like another um, sub 200, but it was close to like a 200 yard, and uh, and then we we kind of get into a uh, about a mile and a half run um, towards what we what uh, Kristen has dubbed Brian's swim. If you go back to that episode, she oh, talks yes. about Brian's swim, which is the the 1300 swim back to half mile and where you know, most people tend to fall apart and where Brian had fallen apart in the past. And so through our training, we always refer to it as Brian swim. Uh-huh. Um, and so we get the Brian swim and I'm feeling a lot better. Those two swims before it, I was, I was feeling a lot better, but I was still kind of like, all right, I still, I have to make sure I keep an eye on myself, so to speak. But that, that, uh, mile and a half or so run down to Brian swim, Brian swim really warmed me back up. We took yep. nutrition on that swim. Or before that swim, and did you stay? Um, so did that, you stay capped up with like a swim cap on and stuff to just make sure you got your core temperature back up? Oh yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think I took my cap off the entire race. Uh, yeah. With the ex- yeah, I don't think I did. Even no, you didn't. You didn't take run. it off. You didn't take it yeah. off the, the long run. I did, but that, yeah. I didn't really tell you that's that mile and a half runs where I started really going downhill. <laughs> I was getting cold. Yeah, every swim I started shaking. The bottom half of me was shaking. I, that I didn't really tell you, Marcus, but I was going downhill and obviously you figured it out on the last run, but go ahead with Brian. Like, like, like true, yeah. true, true confessions here. Now, yeah. Marcus, were you leading all the swims? Were you guys taking turns? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so the guy in the back, which is where I prefer to be is, uh, <laughs> coasting. you know, you're just coasting. So yeah, it's kind of hard. You, 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 you can definitely get colder in the back. You're not using as much energy yes. oh yeah. no and i was trying to go i was trying to pick my rpms up <laughs> you can't because you're going to hit his feet yep mm-hmm. and i was like i can't do many more runs i mean swims the bottom half i just kept shaking the whole brine swim i didn't tell him but i was i was Damn. in shambles yeah always hurting doesn't sound fun and, yeah. and the rain is in the rain is the, it, it's now it's a full downpour we're yeah. getting just belted that is so awesome such swim run weather say, yeah that <laughs> yeah. sounds awesome oh yeah um, yeah, so Brian swim, the last yeah, Brian, major swim. Brian swim went, went very well. Um, yeah. I, I was feeling a lot better. I got some nutrition in me and had worn back up. And it's funny because when we first took off the first couple hundred yards of Brian swim, I was, I was, I honestly, I was kind of curious as to how it was going to pan out seeing as that I was gotten cold in the, with the suit unzipped. But when I got in the first couple hundred yards, I was actually, I, I, literally smiled underwater because i'm like oh this is what it's <laughs> like to swim with your wetsuit up <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny um and so i in in and also as in an effort to try and make up for any lost time and to warm up 
and knowing that that was the last long swim that we had, we had two little short, like 200 yard, 100 yard mm-hmm. swims after mm-hmm. that. But I knew that was the longest one. I, I, I pulled pretty hard on that one. Um, and, uh, and it was something that, um, that I'd been working on in the off season too, of trying to get my strength up. And, and I really pulled hard on that last swim and I felt, I actually felt pretty good. And we got to half mile Island and, um, you know, there's a half mile run on half mile Island, um, because you run the, the length of the Island and, and we did run that one pretty good, but I did start to notice a little bit with Lee. Um, yeah, I did start to notice with you a little bit that, um, you hadn't run that as fast as you had done some of the other runs. And, mm. um, um, and so if you, if you notice Lee, Lee and I haven't really talked about this race much since the race, if you can't tell. Why, well, why, why we um, provide this, a, this is an exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. So if you, if you notice Lee, that's <laughs> when I started talking to you more. No, he was, he started the islands. I was yelling at him and he starts talking to me more and I, I was breaking down. I didn't want to show it to him, but yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so Those two last swims, I just, I was like, oh, just please get these swims. It's so cold. Just go. <laughs> yep. And so when we were running across half my island, I was kind of yelling back at him and, and I, I tried a couple of different things. I was like, come on, rich and rare. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, just. That's what I, that's what I drink. That's bottom shelf Canadian whiskey. It's it's really good. It comes in a plastic bottle though. It's called oh, Rich and Rare. You know it's anyways, a really good one. I'm getting a, a hangover bottle. just just hearing you mention that. <laughs> you save money. You save money though. Is that Chris. something anyway, that makes Cuddy Sark look top shelf? I think Cuddy <laughs> yeah. Sark is a top shelf. Hey, bottom shelf liquor lets you do more Odyssey swim run races and <laughs> hanging rock. <laughs> noted. Yeah. <laughs> So we got into those last two swims and, and I like right before we got into the swim, I was like, all right, we're going to, this is a short one. When we get out, we're going to do this. And, you know, I was kind of giving him instruction as soon as we got in the water. And then um, as soon as we got out of the water and right back into the water, I saw he was right behind me. I was like, all right, we're good. And, and, you know, the race finishes up with a, about a two and a half mile run. And it's all it, with the exception of the very beginning where you come out of the boat ramp and across the parking lot, you're back on, on uh, single track with a little technicality here and there and rock mm-hmm. gardens and lots of roots and things that you have to be kind of aware of. Um, it's a mile and a half back to the bridge and then you rerun in reverse that mile start. Mm-hmm. So it's about two and a half miles. And, uh, and, and I was, I was kind of coaxing you along that entire run um, for sure. Yeah. Train was off the tracks by then for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could kind of, I could kind of tell a little bit because when we hit the bridge, um, I said, you know, we've got a mile left. Let's, let's, let's turn it up a notch. Um, we got a mile left and, uh, and yeah, and we finished up that race up the, up the hill and up that single track, um, pretty strong. And he knows me when there's a mile or 800, I was pretty good in high school in 800. He knows, but I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. I was seeing multiple trees. I, I was going downhill quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! In, in high school, hell, freaking every time we've gotten on a crash, you've freaking blowed my doors off. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was four. I should have finished second. But anyways, I finished fourth in the state in the 800. I was at wow. 157, wow. 157 miles, like 430. But anyways, but it wasn't none of that Gnarly. on this race. Well, so good, we, good up, we, fin- we finished. We finished the race. I didn't do anything. He was talking to people. I went straight to my truck and sat in my truck for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Heat blasting. Always hurt. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a, 
What an adventure. What an adventure. What a swim I mean, run. We talk about that swim running is, is just a great adventure. And here we have like a prime example at the first race of, you know, this year, post-COVID essentially, mm-hmm. or once restrictions have lifted. Um, and you guys just had a day. It's awesome. And you ended up finishing fourth place, which yep. despite everything that's going on, that's still pretty good. Great result. Those, yeah. those guys are just oh, yeah. phenomenally fast. I mean, you had you had the New Hampshire boys, Kanoa and those guys, and they're just phenomenally fast. Um, and I then, mean, they, they, they were – these are all great swimmers, just like yeah. the um, one and two of the singles in Austin. Both those guys um, – Cameron – Adrian? Yeah, Adrian. Adrian Cameron. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, other, the other guy that won <laughs> – they're just phenomenal swimmers. Just yeah. – yeah, I think awesome. the other guy's like an Olympian, though. He's like an Olympian. <laughs> they, they were, they, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't quote me on that. They're but. good. But yeah, so 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 you did the race. You had a great result. Dealt with adversity. Came out the other side stronger as a unit, stronger as a team. Um, any sort of takeaway lessons that you'll apply in your next race? Zip up your suit. I think Besides I answered that, that on one? your, on your, <laughs> you on your, uh, your you Instagram did. stories the other day. That was great. Yeah, Make sure you're think, it for the swims. I think for me, um, I haven't really told Marcus this. I, I, if, there, if there's anybody that cuts a workout a little bit short, it's me. I don't know. Just something I do. I'm like, do we really need to do a 400 cool down? Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. do it. I, I probably will extend it out a little bit more yeah. just for yeah. him. You know, for me too, but for him as a teammate. And uh, I don't know. I'm craving it. I think I think we're going to do Maryland in a week and a half. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. So. Got you. Got the bug. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Well, he kind of knows it, but he might know something. Marty, now. I think he figured it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it's something I've learned new, but I think it's something that has was reinforced for me, and it was something you guys have said on many episodes, and something that I've told many people, and that is, you know, it. As a team sport, and this is something I think the folks, and and honestly, you know, if if Lee can't make it to Maryland, I'd actually contemplated going up and racing it solo. So I'm I'm the pot calling the kettle black. But I, I think that folks who race solo don't quite get the point of it being a team sport, and 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 it's more than just the training together. It's more than just the racing together. I think that the thing that was reinforced for me was you. you it always inevitably works in that you have a teammate who's not feeling it and you're feeling great. And that role always gets reversed in a race. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Every single race that I've raced that has happened. And that's where your teammate is vital for you when you're hurting and they can give you that motivation and they can push you a little bit and, and pull you a little bit or whatever it is that you need to keep going and to keep, keep moving forward because you're going to have to return the favor. And, uh, yeah. and that's happened every single race. And this one was no exception. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that. I mean, that, that's a, as you mentioned, like we talk about that a lot where I feel like my job is to try to bring the best out of Chipper and he, he has jobs to bring the best out of me. And that's kind of, yep. it's unspoken, but yeah, if you want to get the best team result, you got to look after your partner you have to bring them up when they're down. And like you said, it's it's a fluid thing, right? Like fitness can be off. Nutrition could be off. You know, sprain your Wet ankle. Wetsuit could be unzipped. Wetsuit can be unzipped. Something, yeah. You know, anything can happen. And it's, 
you know, if your partner can't finish, you you DNF too, right? So so it's about getting across together safely and have fun. And I think that um, you know, this is this is great. I love this. Yeah. Well, swaggy zaddies, thank you for for coming on. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that the whole. Time. <laughs> now now you know though. Well, swaggy yeah, zaddies. Now, thank you for sharing your your experience at, at, at Swim Run Lake James. Obviously, that uh, that's already on our bucket list, but we might have to prioritize that one for next season. Oh yeah, and, and really having so. having Kristen yeah. Geno on the uh, the show a, a few episodes ago is another great episode to listen to as well. Um, if you want to hear a little bit more about that, but it seems like overall a really awesome experience and race and a hell of a day for a swim run. Yeah, I've done it three yeah. times, and it's I. I, I Absolutely, you need to put it on your list. Absolutely. It's on. Registration opens soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your race report with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks Thanks for having us. This is a blast. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Peace. Peace. Only